The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side, <clears throat> excuse me, is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to see it, uh, you can do so up until 3 east, three p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then look for the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat. I've got a lot of friends over there this morning. It seems like there is some trouble. We didn't have people commenting for almost halfway through the uh, pre-show music there, but um, <clears throat> glad that you guys are in there. And feel free to join us over there. We're also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. So be sure and subscribe to the channel there. I don't know why my mouth is really dry this morning already. Um, also, we are streaming live to BeforeIt'sNews.com. Top of the page over there. And we appreciate Michael Roach and his team giving us a spot on their platform as well. And then while you're over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, uh, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter. That goes out once a day between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern. That includes all the articles we have at SonsLibertyMedia.com, including the Morning Show Archive. So you'll have that there. And um, <clears throat> so uh, we thank you for your support, too. Uh, many of you uh, will ask, okay, how can we help you? How can we support? Well, obviously, prayers are appreciated. Many of you support us every morning by coming on the sh uh, turning in on Red State Talk Radio or Missouri Liberty Radio in the afternoon. And uh, some of you support us with prayer, and then some of you support us financially, and we appreciate that. If anybody wants to contribute and help us continue to stay out there doing the things that we do, which is not just radio or internet, but out among the people. In fact, we're going to be covering, um, I, ha I haven't finalized it yet, but there's going to be a protest in Buffalo, Minnesota at the Target there this coming Saturday, I believe it is. And uh, we're going to try to cover that live for you. I haven't finalized that really with Bradley just yet, but we are going to try to finalize that and uh, put that, you know, right here on Rumble if we can do that. So 
that will follow the morning show uh, in between the afternoon show. Uh, they're going to be out there for a few hours, so we're going to see if we can do that and cover that here on Sons of Liberty Radio live on Rumble. Okay, That'll be the only place it is. It's not going to be on the radio. It's just going to be on Rumble. <clears throat> so be, sh- be sure to subscribe to the channel so you're notified when that happens. But if you want to support us, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and we do appreciate you guys very, very much. Now, there's something I want to play here. I came across this the other day, and I just... I, I don't even know how how you kind of take this seriously, but... And I apologize on the pre-show music. I was on a page where I had something paused, and uh, like some of these news pages, what they do is they just start playing a video whenever they want, every so many seconds, if you're not doing something on it. And it's just kind of a little bit aggravating. But this is out. This is one of these guys that dresses like a woman. And this is somehow, you know, making the news. But it's it's the utter hypocrisy of the White House here that's absolutely amazing. Okay? This man goes by the name of Rose Montoya or something like that. And... <clears throat> he got in trouble because he went to the White House dressed like a woman and he's had breasts surgically put on him. And um, yeah, so if you haven't seen this or haven't heard this, you you just got to you, you got to hear how the White House responds to all this to, to really get the full effect. Here it is. Hey, Mr. President, it is an honor of trans rights and human rights. Okay, so I'm going to see if we can pause here. A controversy arose from a White House Pride event after video showed some attendees dancing while topless. Now, this again, this is a guy. Okay, this is a this is a dude. <laughs> Are we topless at the And then here they are right out, you know, in front of the White House. White House? That type of behavior and now this is this is this is a KJP, right? The the most inept White House press secretary ever. Okay, the the lady who came out and told you she's the first black lesbian Jamaican what I don't, whatever all things that she wants to label herself on here. She's engaged in a capital crime as a lesbian. She's engaged in that. Okay, and she promotes. All this LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ stuff, okay? She speaks on behalf of, a, of the sniffer-in-chief, the guy who's usurped the White House, got his hands all over everybody's children, everybody's wives, took showers with his daughter, and she's going to come on and say this type of behavior is, and I'll let her tell you. It's, uh, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful. And let's not, uh, it, it really does not reflect the event that we hosted uh, oh. to celebrate the LGBTQ plus families. Individuals in the video uh, certainly will not be invited to future events. Oh. Okay, so this is the person who goes by the name Rose Montoya, who is in the video. She responded to the criticism on social media and defended her actions, or his actions, excuse me. My transmasculine friends were showing off their top surgery scars and living in joy, and I wanted to join them. And because it is perfectly within the 
law in Washington, D.C., I decided to join them and cover my nipples just to play it safe because I wanted to be fully free and myself. Fully free and myself. Well, you're not yourself. You've, you've mutilated your body to try to look like something that you're not. So see, see, do you see the delusion? And then you see on top of that, you see this distortion, <clears throat> excuse me, you see this distortion from the White House. This is not what we put the event on for. This, is, this doesn't represent, of course it does. In fact, the event that they put on represents far more reprehensible things than this. I'm surprised they didn't have these drag queens up doing little dances in front of kids. And they might have. We don't have video of that. But I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have that up. This just happened to make it out on social media. So <clears throat> these are things that are going on. Now, this isn't just going on at the White House there. Uh, Bradley did a show yesterday. I think he's written an article about it, too. And I think I've covered some of these as well. Where you've got these, these men in the military who are dressed like women. I mean, they're ugly as sin. Don't get me wrong. They're just ugly as sin. They're, they're not even trying to really present themselves. as <laughs> they're, just, they're just throwing clothes on, and they still look like a dude, right? Uh, you, you've got that stuff going on. That's infiltrated into the military. And that's been going on for some time now. If any of you guys remember when Obama... Uh, signed some legislation dealing with military code of conduct, one of the things that they removed was the issue of sodomy. And the male-on-male rapes within the military just skyrocketed. I remember reading a, 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 um, a testimony from a guy. He was, I think he was in the Air Force, and he had been raped by another man. And to read the story would just break your heart. The guy was just so traumatized he he could not even be with his wife it, that's how that's how bad effect and everybody thinks this is just okay and nobody was punished over it nobody was charged nobody was prosecuted and i'm telling you even if you go back to george washington he would have drummed the people out of there out of out of the out of the service we we've read that before if you were in the states as a civilian i can tell you before they would have Many of the states would have put you to death. South Carolina would have put you to death. Which is something we really ought to start considering again. To go back to God's law and to his judgments. And to his judgment. You start doing that. You get one or two and you start doing it. And these people start shutting their mouth. They start either cleaning their closet or they go back in it. And unfortunately, the American people don't have the stomach for it. They don't have the stomach for it. And, and, and sadly, what's worse than that is self-proclaimed Christians don't want to engage in it. They don't want God's judgments either. They don't want his law. They don't want it. Oh, that's horrible. That's barbaric. Our God would never do something. And yet he's the one who gave the law. And he gave the judgments. No, God's judgments are perfect. They're righteous and they're holy. It is men who distort and twist those kinds of things. Well, <clears throat> today I want to talk about a couple of things that are coming out. Uh, one of the first things is is uh, this bribery aspect. Do you guys remember the video? And I was going to pull it up, but my time was running out. Um, 
there was a video back when Obama was president and had Joe Biden, and they were talking about the release of money to the Ukraine, right? And this was, I think, when Donald Trump was, uh, uh, you know, w- holding some money that was going to go to Ukraine, and he wanted to, he he allegedly wanted to make sure the corruption was gone, right? And um, the video came out with Joe Biden saying, well, we withheld like a billion dollars or something like that from them, you know, until they got this thing done here or something with a prosecutor. I forget what it was. But he said it right. He said it right on camera. It was a form of bribery that he was admitting to then. This is years ago. And yet, what are we finding out now? Well, there's more to it than just that. So we've got, this came out yesterday, uh, 17 recordings, bombshell audio of Biden's Ukraine bribery phone calls. Um, This came from Pamela Geller, and here's part of the report here. Senator Grassley just revealed that a highly credible FBI informant, is there such such a thing? (laughs) Just... As soon as you put FBI in there, it kind of I kind of question credibility. I'm just going to tell you. Highly credible FBI informant says the Ukraine Burisma executive who allegedly bribed Joe Biden has 17 audio recordings speaking with Joe and Hunter. This allegation should lead to the impeachment, resignation, and criminal prosecution of Joe Biden. Yeah, it should. The, the, a lot of things should have already led to that. A lot of things should have led to the impeachment, the, an actual constitutional impeachment of Pr- Donald Trump. A lot of things should have led to the impeachment of Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. A lot of things should have led to the impeachment of George W. Bush. And they don't. Because our representatives don't know how to bring justice. They want to play party politics. They want you to vote for them, put them in there so they can get rich so they can look like they're doing something when they're doing nothing. That's what it should lead to, but it's not. The FBI source who reported President Biden's alleged role in a bribery scheme said that a Ukrainian businessman claimed to keep as insurance 15 audio recordings of first son Hunter Biden and two of Joe Biden, a Republican senator revealed Monday. Uh, Remember, President Trump was impeached for looking into mass corruption scheme. Is that really, that was not what he was really impeached for. I don't, I don't remember that being the case. Um, he should have been impeached over several unconstitutional things that he did, though. Grassley said the recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy of the foreign national uh, in case he got into a tight spot. The weaponized FBI continues to act as criminal racketeering organization covering for this counter uh, for this corrupt regime, and the legacy media is not merely useless, they are a grave threat to it. No, they're in on it. They're not useless, they're useful idiots. They're in on it. They've worked furiously to promote this villain, but their daily coverage is a cover-up of the big, biggest political scandal in American history. I, I, I don't know that I would compare it to the biggest scandal in American history, but it's pretty big. A lot of money's involved, that's for sure. And um, and here we have at the Federalist, they go on and they point out this. For the last month, Grassley and House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer have pushed the FBI to release the FD-1023 CHS report that alleged a foreign national identified by individuals with knowledge of the matter as Mikola Blaskowski. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. Z-L-O-C-H-E-V-S-K-Y. 
we'll just call her or him Z, had bribed the Bidens to influence policy decisions. Z, the founder of the Ukrainian oil and gas company Burisma, had allegedly told a highly credible CHS that he paid then-Vice President Biden $5 million and Hunter another $5 million to promote the firing of a prosecutor looking into Burisma corruption. Okay, representatives up there, you big talkers, Betty Crocker, what, what, are, you, what are you doing about this? You have at least seven, uh, seven um, I don't know if they call them bills or resolutions that they put forth for these, but they're articles of impeachment. You've got seven different ones put in there. Nobody's getting behind them. Why? Is, are all of you compromised? Are all of you uh, controlled people? That's the way it's looking. That's the way it's looking. And now you understand why I say D.C. needs to go. But the states don't have the guts to cut it off. No, no, no. They're too sentimental. And they're too attached to that federal, those federal fake dollars that they print. They're too attached to them. Go and ask them. When they're looking at stuff like Convention of States, you show up there and you say, what are you guys doing talking about this? You won't even say no to the federal government's involvement in education, which is a violation of the Tenth Amendment. You won't even say no to that. You people are so broke that you're dependent upon this fake money that the federal government presents. It is counterfeit, by the way. Our Constitution only allows for gold and silver to be money and payments of debts to the states. That's what the law of the people established says. It's also God's money, too, by the way. You go back and read in Scripture. If it's a just weight and measurement. And what happens with that? Oh, we're, we're content with paper. Pieces of paper that don't mean anything. And the people who print it tell you it don't mean anything except in your mind. That's it. So we've got this, we've got this going on. Then we had uh, this come from, come out yesterday, and this is tied with that too, uh, in which um, this guy Daniel Greenfield asked, you know, did the $10 million bribes to the Bidens really come from Russia? It's interesting. All of this stuff, and he covers a lot of the things that we, we just read there. But, I mean, you got to understand what all's happening here is you is we have a guy who is illegitimately in the White House, and he is that. I don't care. Fact checkers, you can say and write and do whatever you want to. The people are not fools. They see what you're doing. And they're waking up slowly, and they're moving very slowly. But I, I'm, I'm hopeful that in the end, Maybe, just maybe, the Lord might be merciful and grant his people repentance and turn us to where we uphold his standards of justice. Remember, I read that yesterday in that piece from Naomi Wolf, to deal justly. A lot of people want to escape the law, and they want to go to that passage of Mike and just read it off because they don't think it talks about law. The first thing is to deal justly. How do you do that unless you have the law of God. We had some guy coming in here yesterday. I went back and read the um, the chat. He's in here saying, I'm dividing the people. No, no, I'm not. 
the natural law and the written law of God complement one another. They go together. And this guy's talking about, you know, all these other things. Look, the fact of the matter is, is the law is very important. If you're going to bring justice, you're going to have to have a just law, and you're going to have to have a just judgment against those who violate that law. And here we have <clears throat> more of this being presented here. Um, this is uh, Senator Grassley. He said on Monday that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid Joe Biden and Hunter Biden kept these recordings. He said the FD uh, 1023 has a redacted reference that the Burisma executive uh, possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between himself and Hunter Biden. Uh, also states the executive possesses two audio recordings, obviously, of Joe Biden. And you can see all this. And then here's what, here's what, uh, here's what Greenfield comes to the conclusion of. He says, Z is paying millions to Bidens. Biden's, Biden does get, uh, does get Victor Shokin, Ukraine's chief prosecutor, fired, but his problems don't go away and he has to head to Cyprus. But if Z is a Russian asset, he may have been after more than just his personal wealth. They say that an honest politician is one who stays bribed, but Biden didn't stay properly bribed. After allegedly playing at paying out $10 million, Aziz's problems remained, and so did Russia's. And by 2017, Hunter's million-dollar salary gets cut. Joe Biden is out of office, and Hunter Biden is much less useful. So he goes on in that. I'll have that up in the archive. And as you know, Hunter Biden's been called down to Arkansas to appear in a court there. Listen, <clears throat> I wanted to bring this up because you're seeing all of this stuff go on. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm just skeptical anything's going to happen. Just things should happen, but I'm skeptical of, of things actually happening. And I want to tie this in also with um, what's going on with Donald Trump. Because I continually uh, see this stuff about, well, they're prosecuting him. Now it went from a hundred. He's facing a hundred years in jail to four hundred years in jail. It's like really, the guy's got you know a decade or two left on the on the earth. He doesn't have four hundred years. He's going to spend in jail. And by the way, he's really not facing any of that. The chart. None of this stuff's going to do anything. The guy's going to walk free. He's going to run for president. He's probably going to win. All this is to drum that up. It's a, it's a distraction to get people angry and say, see, they're attacking him. You hear it daily. They're attacking him. They're attacking him. No, they're not. He's playing his role. My friend David Rizzolata put this out yesterday. And this gives a, a kind of a picture of what's going on even here with Biden. Here's what he wrote. Here's what's going to happen. And I, I believe he's, he's right on. They'll continue to push this Trump thing. He'll be found not guilty. Then he'll run for president. He will win because he beat the left, quote-unquote. He will become a god. Yep. He's already that in some people's eyes. This is the fear-then-relief principle of persuasion. Now, if you, if you don't read David Rizzolata's stuff when he puts it out, you really ought to read it so that you understand the games they play. David is one who goes back and reads the writings of the communists, the Marxists, and such. 
He's the one who goes back and understands how Saul Linsky got what he got from those guys. Okay? Once in office, excuse me, yeah. This is the fear then relief principle of persuasion. And David's written on that. You can probably put that in as a title. I'm not sure. If, I'm pretty sure that was in the title. Uh, but you could put that in at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You could read what David presents there, and you'll see it. Once in office, he'll continue with his usual platitudes, but will eventually push some other incremental gun control measure. Yep, that's going to come too. The people being so relieved that he won won't question it. No, no, don't say anything bad about Trump. He's. Would you rather have Biden? Would you rather have Clinton? By the way, I heard Hillary Clinton got one of her many... Um, Body doubles, at least, got taken in an ambulance the other day. They won't question it, David writes. Instead, in their bumbling ignorance, in response to any criticism of his actions, they will say, would you rather have Biden? See, that's the stupidness. That's stupidness coming out. That's a stupid response. It's not one that thinks. And the opinion engineers who orchestrate all of this will laugh while they write it all down. In their notebooks. Yep. They're going to learn from the experience of what they put out. That's a great, a great couple of sentences there from David Rosalata. If you want to know what's going on, that's what's going to go on. That's what they're going to try to do. What does the Bible say about such things like, oh, what Joe Biden and his son are engaged in? Joe Biden specifically because he's in office. His son isn't. But his son did benefit from his father being in office. And that's really where some real problems for Hunter comes in. Now, this is what the scripture says about it. And there's many passages we can go to. I'm going to give you a few of them. And um, uh, you can you can look up some others as well. This is from Exodus chapter 23 and verse 8. We read, And thou shalt take no gift, for the gift blindeth the wise and perverteth the words of the righteous. He's talking about bribery. Don't let somebody give you money for a certain outcome or for, for a certain judgment or to look the other way. You're to render justice, not injustice. And what happens when you, you get into bribery? Well, what do you get? You get injustice, don't you? Yep, you sure do. This is Proverbs chapter 15, verse 27. He that is greedy of gain troubleth his own house, but he that hateth the gifts shall live. Hmm. He that is greedy of gain troubleth his own house. And you know, Paul wrote about that. He says, Godliness is not gain, nor gain godliness. You should learn to be content with what you have. In fact, one of the things that he lays out for elders and deacons is that they not uh, have this desire for filthy lucre. Riches, that's not their desire. If they have that desire, they're not qualified for the office. Which should tell you something about the people you put in civil government, too. I know, I know. Tim, we're not electing a pastor-in-chief. Well, if you want less character out of the guy who's going to sit in your White House, your State House, or anywhere else, then what God demands of those who's going who's to shepherd and look after and serve his people, well, then you're going to get exactly what you're asking for. You're going to get godless men with no morals, no character. They can't be trusted. That's what you're going to get. 
So go on with your bad self and your, we're not electing a, a pastor-in-chief thing. All you want to. I'm talking about their character. Here's another one. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Verse 7 says, Surely oppression maketh a wise man mad, and a gift, or in some translations this, these terms gifts are bribes, and a gift destroyeth the heart. Amos also speaks of this in chapter 5, verse 12, For I know your manifold transgressions and your mighty sins. They afflict the just, they take a bribe, and they turn aside the poor in the gate from their right. Boy, isn't that exactly where we are today. Let me go on with that. Therefore, the prudent shall keep silence in that time, for it is an evil time. Listen to what he calls them to. Seek good and not evil, that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have spoken. Hate the evil and love the good, and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Therefore, the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord saith thus, Wailing shall be in the streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas, and they shall call the husbandman to mourning, and shall <clears throat> as such as are skillful of lamentation to wailing. He talks about what's coming on Israel. Well, listen, God doesn't deal with the other nations any different. You know, it's very interesting, yesterday, when we were looking at the Naomi uh, Wolf article, it's really interesting how she used the title there of the God, Ancient Gods Returned. And, she, you know, uh, my pastor and I, we were talking about it last night, I said, you know, it's very interesting to me how, you know, you go into these cultures and you see these idols that have been erected. And I said... I'm of the opinion that somewhere along the way, these demons manifested themselves in some kind of form to these people, and that's why they took it so seriously. That's why they constructed these idols. Paul says the idol is nothing, but there's a demon behind it. And he agreed with me. He says, yeah, he says, you just can't, you can't just form those things out of nothing and not have anything to reference it by. He says, yeah, I think there probably was that. But she was talking about that. And one of the things that you read in the scripture is when you have these foreign gods that come in, they bring war within the gates, not peace. Why? Because a god, in that sense, is the lawgiver. The god of that society is the lawgiver. I've said this time and time again. Every government, every government, every government, every government on the face of the earth is a theocracy. Every one of them. Every one. There's not a government that exists that's not a theocracy. And you're either going to be in the kingdom of God, and you're going to submit to his king and his law, or you're going to be in the kingdom of man and spiritual beings who want worship, and they're going to give you their law. And it's going to be distorted. They're going to get some things right. They're going to get some things wrong. But it's going to be distorted. Why? Because they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. If they're not bowing before King Jesus, they're going to suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And they're not going to uphold justice. They're just not going to do it. 
Now, what's our military doing now? Aside from basically killing off its members with the Depop shot, besides dressing their men up as women, besides male-on-male rape, besides you know dressing up like women and dancing like a bunch of fools in front of the world, you guys have seen that, right? Well, now they're recruiting non-English-speaking migrants. What could go wrong here? What could go wrong with this? This comes from the AP. This is absolutely incredible. This is absolutely incredible. The military has had success in recruiting legal immigrants, particularly among those seeking a job, education benefits, and training, as well as a quick route to becoming an American citizen. But they also require additional security screening and more help filling out forms, particularly those who are less proficient in English. Both the Army and the Air Force say they will not meet their recruiting goals this year, and the Navy also expects to fall short, pulling more from the legal immigrant population. In other words, they're foreigners who come in. And look, if you've seen some foreigners come in, and maybe they do go through the naturalization process and they become citizens and all that other, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily loyal to the people of the United States. doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, we can't even we can't even take people who are who are American citizens who were born here. We can't even trust them. Exhibit A is Joe Biden. Exhibit B is Hunter Biden. Exhibit C is Donald Trump. Exhibit C or Exhibit D is Barack Hussein. Well, I don't even know if he was born here. You get the idea, and then you can start going through the members of Congress. You can go through your governors. You can go through those in your state house, those in your county council. Are they really trustworthy? Are they really there to uphold the law? Pulling more from the legal immigrant population might not provide large numbers, but only small boosts will help. The Marine Corps is the only service on pace to meet its goal. Huh. Marines taking in these guys. Well, they're American citizens, Tim. Yeah, they can't speak English. How does that work when you're commanding Groups of men to engage in a fight. You got a guy over here that speaks Chinese. You got a guy over here that speaks Spanish. You got a guy over here that speaks Arabic. You got a guy over here that you know speaks another language, and they're all jumped in in the same platoon. And what? what I mean, what are you going to do here? The shortfalls, the AP goes on, have led to a wide range of new recruiting programs, ad campaigns, and other incentives to help the services compete with often higher-paying, less risky jobs in the private sector. And it's going to get good here, what they point out in just a second. Defense leaders say young people are less familiar with the military, are drawn more to corporate jobs that provide similar education and other benefits, and want to avoid the risk of injury and death that service in defense of the United States could bring. In addition... They say that little more than 20% meet the physical, mental, and character requirements to join. Did you get that? Little more than 20% actually meet physical, mental, and character requirements to join. I wonder what, you know, maybe I'd have to see what, what exactly those are, but this comes out of another article that the AP did. Air Force Major General Ed Thomas 
said, we have large populations of legal U.S. residents who are exceptionally patriotic. They're exceptionally grateful for the opportunities that this country has provided. Notice he says legal U.S. residents. Now that's going to come in. That's going to come into play when they tell you how they're making these guys citizens once they're in the military. Okay, not that they are before they go in. Once they're in there, they're going to put them through the citizenship stuff. The biggest challenges have been identifying geographic pockets of immigrant populations, finding ways to reach them, and helping any of those interested navigate the complex military recruiting applications and procedures. Um, I want to slide down here just a little bit. Well, let me go ahead and read this. In October, the Army reestablished a program for legal permanent residents. See, again, it's, it, you have to be a resident for so many years um, before you can even apply to be a citizen. This was part of the issue that came about with um, what's the uh, Somali chick up in Minnesota who's in Congress. Um, gosh, I'm forgetting her name right now. I see her face, but anyway, um, she was the one whose father was a uh, he was a terrorist. Now he's living in um, uh, like New York or something like that now. But uh, anyway, that chick, that's what got her. A lot of people started questioning whether or not she had um, she had been... Omar, thank you very much. I, I see your face. It's like, yeah, Ilhan Omar. She's the one who's, you know, people were pointing out, well, wait a minute, you didn't even meet the requirement for being a resident. How in the world did you become a citizen in this amount of time? And I think they've even changed some of the, the requirements of how you become citizen. I'll show you some of that in just a second. Recruiters began to reach out on social media using short videos in various languages to target the top 10 countries that recruits had come from during the previous year. The Air Force e effort began this year, and the first group of 14 graduates from basic training and was sworn in as new citizens in April. Hmm. See that? They became citizens after the fact. They include recruits from Cameroon, Jamaica, Kenya, the Philippines, Russia, and South Africa. As of mid-May, there were about 100 in basic training who had begun the citizenship process and about 40 who had completed it. But they're in the military. Does that make any sense to you at all? Thomas said that the program required, this is the catch here, listen to this. Thomas said the program required changes to Air Force policy, coordination with U.S. citizenship and immigration services, and a careful screening process. Quote, we have to take exceptional measures to be able to thoroughly vet and go through the security clearance investigation. They didn't do any of this stuff with Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. This guy couldn't even pass E-Verify to work at McDonald's. Literally, he couldn't do that. I'm not making a joke. He couldn't do it. He said, adding that in many cases, in many cases, I don't know how many that is, the immigrants are not immediately put in jobs that require top secret clearance. Well, the obvious question is, well, how many are? How many are put in? Because if you've got many cases, that means you have some cases or many more cases which they do require a top security clearance or secret clearance. Under the new program, recruits are quickly enrolled in the citizenship system. See that? They're a new recruit. They're immediately enrolled in the citizenship system. 
And when they start basic training, an expedited process kicks off. So they're trying to rush it through. Rush the resident through to see what's in the citizen that you get. To coin a phrase from Obamacare. These guys are, the recruits are quickly enrolled in the citizenship, and when they start basic training, an expedited process kicks off, including all required paperwork and testing. By the time Air Force recruits finish their seven weeks of training, the process is complete, and they are sworn in as American citizens. In seven weeks! I want to understand, have these people been here the required time? In order to be naturalized, according to the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, one must be a resident in the U.S. for at least five years, unless you're married. Then you can be here for three years, okay? And uh, I, I downloaded the document. You guys can check this out. Uh, this is uh, from the U.S. Immigration deal. They have several steps here of what they're to do. Determining eligibility. They put in an application for naturalization. They submit that. They they also have a biometrics appointment to deal with, too. Did you know that? That's a part of this process now, too. They complete an interview. And in this, it tells you about the, they have to be a resident for five years. I want to know, are these people residents? Have they been residents for five years? Unless they've been married, then they can be here for three. Then they go through the process. But they're putting them through this process once they're a recruit. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know who in their right mind would want to join the U.S. military right now. I just, I don't know who would want to do it. Fact, I don't know who would want to join it in the first place. Let me tell you something. You read you read the framers of the Constitution, the guys who came before it was written. Those guys didn't want a standing army. They didn't want it. They saw it as a threat to liberty, and that's exactly what it is. Not only to our liberty, it's a threat to other nations around the world, their liberty. Oh, we're fighting to free them. Are you really? Why don't you take a look behind the scenes? That's not what we're there for in most cases. I'd say the vast majority of them were not there for that. We're there for corporate interest and political control. That's what we're there for. Or stealing their resources. Usually oil is at the, is at the center of all that. But here they are taking non-English speaking people, putting them in the military, some of them evidently getting top secret clearance because many of them don't. That's what's said. So that means some of them are getting in there. What could possibly go wrong here? You're letting trannies in. You're letting sodomites do what they want. You're letting drag queens dance around on the bases. You're allowing male-on-male rape. You're allowing lesbianism. By the way, bestiality got taken out too when Obama did that with the military out of that code of conduct. 
That was taken out as well. You're letting all of this corruption just leave in the whole lump, to use the biblical term. That's what you're letting happen. What could possibly go wrong here? And then on top of that, you're giving them the experimental COVID shot. And you're getting rid of good men and women that served. And you're putting in people like this, right? Again, what does, what does God say about this? You know, we, we've, we've covered, Bradley and I know, Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26 for, I mean, at least once a week. The, those come out that we point that out. And one of the things that, that I see here is how the judgments of God are. Now, God takes this one particular judgment and he talks about lending and things, but listen to how part of this judgment comes. Verse 43 of Deuteronomy 28. The stranger, that's the foreigner, that's the guy who comes in among you, that is within thee, he's within your gates, shall get up above thee very high. Now, why is that happening? If you fail to keep my commandments, if you fail to keep my commandments, this is what God told the people of Israel in the covenant that he gave with them. If you fail to keep my commandments, this is what's going to happen. And again, this guy was in yesterday going, oh, God doesn't do it. He doesn't do these kind of things. No, no. Nonsense. God has not changed who he is, his character. He is immutable. He is going to deal with man in the same way. Now, there may be different means by which he does it, but he deals with them in the same way. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shall come down very low. What's the contrast to that? Well, the blessing was you would be up high, and the stranger would be low. And he goes on in verse 44, and he says, And he shall lend to thee, that's the stranger, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. What's the, what's the blessing part of that? Well, if you obey God's commands, what does he say? You'll be the head, and they'll be the tail. He goes on and he says, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder and upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things." And he says this, Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and nakedness and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Listen, this is not a game. This is not a game. If you can't see the words here from Deuteronomy 28, to Israel. And by the way, you can see how the Lord fulfilled them all throughout the history of Israel. And if you want to go back and pick up the, the, the series that I did from Matthew 24, you'll see exactly what he did. He kept his word of the covenant. 
He brought every word to pass. And if you look around here in the United States, and if you're in another country, you probably, if you're a Western country especially, Canada, England, any of these kind of places, you go to any of these countries, you're going to see the same judgments befalling you too. You are. You got foreigners on the radio. You got foreigners on the television. You got foreigners in your Congress. You get a, you get a foreigner in the White House. You get foreigners. Um, you know, Bradley's been making mention of his governor, Tim Walls, is actually from Nebraska. You got a foreigner in your in your sovereign state of Minnesota. You got. And by the way, Minnesota has that foreigner, Ilhan Omar representing them up in D.C. Oh, God's word is true, folks. It's true. And unlike the guy was saying yesterday where I'm trying to divide people, I'm trying to unite them around what's going to bring blessing. Because you're probably like I am if you're listening to this show. You want to be left alone. You want to live your life. You're not out to harm anybody. You're not out to steal from somebody to kill them or any of this other stuff. You're not out to break the law. And I'm talking about the law of God, the natural law that's there, that's revealed not only in nature, but also in Scripture. You're just, you want to live your life. But these people won't let you do that. The people have forgotten their God. They've departed wickedly from Him. And we're seeing the evidence. Go and read Deuteronomy 28 for yourself. Go read it for yourself. Tell me you don't see those things going on right here and right now. And by the way, these things were not going on, at least to this extent, back in the 80s, when I was growing up, or in the 70s. I'm not saying seeds weren't planted then. They were. They were planted long before that, actually. I'd say for at least 170 years, we've seen the seeds planting. Now we're seeing the harvest come in. Men were unfaithful to preach the word of God. They bought into the fairy tales of dispensationalism, rapture theology, all this other stuff. And they stopped preaching the law and the prophets, which is, Isaiah says that's what we should be preaching. In fact, he says, if you don't make reference to the law and to the prophets, there's no light in you. And today we have preachers that just want to preach the New Testament, which we should be preaching the New Testament too. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but but we preach it because it's fulfillment of what the prophets said, of what the law pointed to, which was the Christ. The prophets weren't just pointing to Christ. The law was. What did Jesus say? Moses, that's the law. Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, they all speak of me. And because Americans, with their lips, honor God, their hearts are far from him, this is what's happening to the country. This is what's happening to it. The people won't repent. And as a result of that, what's going on? Well, we're experiencing judgment. Old Tim, there you go with your judgment talk. Yeah. 
This is from Leviticus 26. I'm the Lord, which God, this is, again, he's talking to Israel here, but the, but we can draw the application. Okay, I'm not saying this is that. I'm saying he's talking to Israel. He kept his word to Israel and doing what he said he would do to them. And we draw application from it. I'm the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their bondman. What did God do for us early on? Did he deliver us from bondage? Yes, he did. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. But if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments, and if ye shall despise my statutes, and if your soul abhor my judgments, notice that, commandments, statutes, judgments, right out of Deuteronomy 6, so that ye will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, I also will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror. Hmm. That's been a big word used over the past couple of decades, hasn't it? Consumption and the burning ague. This sickness, this consumption. The filling up of the lungs. That shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I'll set my face against you, and ye shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and ye shall flee when none pursueth you. But listen, I have good news. God says if we will repent, those of us who are close to him with our lips far from our, if we'll repent, those who name his name, if we'll repent of our own wickedness, He'll show up on the scene, and he'll heal our, heal our land. And what I see going on is people who call themselves Christians justifying their wickedness because their political opposition did the same thing, and they say, well, that's just a fair fight. No, it's not. We don't fight that way. The message today is, clean your own closet. Yep, I'm pointing it back at me, too. This isn't pointing just at everybody. Pointing at me. Let's clean our own closet. Let's seek the Lord while he may be found. And let's reap the benefits of his blessing rather than reaping the whirlwind of his cursing. Bow the knee before King Jesus. You want mercy? You can have it. And we can see something change right before us even today. Bradley, be with you at 3. We'll be back with you in the morning. Lord willing, Scott Shara will be here with an update on his issue with the lawsuit in the Catholic Hospital. Talk to you then. See you.